Hello and welcome to the second episode of the South Downs Leisure podcast where we're going to try to focus on all things SDL, all things fitness related and sort of any topics that we come up that we think you might find interesting. So um, today we're going to be sort of unpacking our January message a little bit which is going to be a lot more focused around joyful movement. As we come into a new year it's always really easy to get bogged down in all of the new year new me messaging and this year we wanted to be a little bit different and we wanted to sort of find ways that people could access exercise in in kind of a more meaningful more enjoyable way that will hopefully give you longer lasting results. So I'm joined by Jo and Ed today and I'm going to hand over to Jo to tell us a little bit about herself. I'm Jo Clark and obviously most people know me as fitness instructor here at South Downs Leisure. Um, I'm also though the exercise referral consultant here so I work with people with medical conditions who need a bit of more support getting into exercise or around weight loss and I also run um, weight loss groups because it's always been felt there's a need and a demand for um, weight loss. And it's very interesting because I'm sort of looking at changing the message of that as we go into the new year in 2023 um, and move away a little bit about weight being the goal and the reduction in weight being the goal because evidence indicates that 75% of people who diet fail. So why would we really encourage people um, to do something they're not going to get that positive um, feeling from? We're all about joyful January. So we want to change it a little bit, you know, from my perspective, around maybe eating behaviours and exercising, doing things that are going to have positive um, benefits and a positive feeling. Hi, so uh, my name is Ed Wayne and uh, <coughs> I'm the... Uh, uh, duty manager at uh, Southwick Leisure Centre and uh, fitness advisor. Um, a little bit about myself. I qualified as a spin instructor. Uh, liked it so much, I then uh, became more involved as a uh, gym uh, instructor, qualified in that area, and um, like Joe, with exercise referral um, in in that field as well. So my focus really is 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 um, older people um, fitness um, because I appreciate as time goes by, we all start to think about where we are with um, our life cycles of fitness. And I also yeah. realised I didn't actually introduce myself. And I am I'm Hannah, and I work here at Southdown Zedja in the marketing team and the business development. And I'm coming to this from very much a place of having had a real shift in mindset over the last sort of year or so I'd say about um sort of body image and um you know issues around diet culture and stuff like that and I've had a real personal change in this kind of um sphere so I just I'm really interested in it and I'm really quite passionate about kind of helping people kind of see um kind of the lies that you're sold without sounding really dramatic um about diet culture and weight loss and kind of Really, I'd, I'd love to see more people, women especially, but men also, kind of start to heal that kind of relationship that they had have with food and have with their bodies. And just because, like, I found it so empowering that I would love to see other people have that too. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I come to this from. I think we have to remember that since sort of the 1960s, 70s, we've been fed this message mm. to be thin is to be good. 
um, women, again, women in particular, slim um, is what is desirable. And there's two ways this annoys me. One, it sets this ideal that is actually really unachievable for 90% of us. So we're constantly striving. And I know for me personally, from the age of 15, I have watched my weight and that might be around food or around exercise. And I know there's many people who, you know, come here that are in the same, same mm. boat. And it's just, and I had to, like Hannah, just had this moment, you know, I'm in my fifties, menopausal, and I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Even though I exercise regularly, I watch what I eat. And mm. there had to be a point where I go, well, am I prepared to exercise even more? And quite frankly, I don't have the time. Mm. Am I prepared to eat even less and to go without chocolate? And again, I'm not prepared to do those things. So I have to accept this now, and this is who I am for now. And I just wish... I'd had that message 40, 30 years ago. And I look at youngsters that now who are striving and worrying about their weight. And I want to tell them that there's no point, particularly as a woman, your body is going to change mm. all the way through pu puberty. Um, in your 20s, you have children, mm. then you might be able to lose the weight afterwards, but you will you know, struggle to do it. And then you hit the 50s and your mm. menopause and you, you know, then it becomes a real challenge. And so that would be a battle. That's a, it's time consuming. It's energy draining and yeah, mentally yeah. and how much stress you bring to yourself, how much guilt you put on your own shoulders mm. when you can't really do much about it. And I think it's so important to remember that like diet culture as an industry, mm. as a business. So like in, a, in the US, I think it's it's worth 60 upwards of 60 mm. to 70 billion dollars a year um, that, that people make on on diet related products plans that sort of stuff and i think in the uk i think it's about two billion but when you think of the size of the island and the yeah. size of the population that's an astronomical amount of money and you have to always remember that when someone's trying to sell you something like they they have something to gain from from that and that is your money and people people don't want you to be okay with yourself yeah. because they have a lot to gain from making you feel like you are yes. not okay with yourself. Yes. And that, and that is, that is a really horrible, sad fact, but it's the truth. Yes. So once you kind of are able to disconnect from that somewhat and like start to try and make that connect more with your own body and, and your own mind and make your own decisions about, about what's okay and that it is okay to gain weight and that it's not shameful to eat the foods you like when you yeah. fancy them. Yeah. It, it just unveils this whole kind of new way of thinking, but that's not what society, diet culture, the media, that's not what they want. They want you to to feel insecure so that you continue to, spe to spend Being this okay money on it. okay with yourself it doesn't earn them any money. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, no. You mentioned about uh, going from, shall I say, puberty through to now, you know, um, okay, from a male point of view, you know, I was very fit when I was younger. And then you go through the family cycle. And, and I, I was one of those dads that was 18 stone. Um, and yeah, you know, all because I'm eating 
the everyday foods that maybe have been left over by the kids. Oh, I'm not going to waste that. I've got to have that one, you know. And then the kids grow up, and then suddenly you think, well, actually, my diet's changed. But but running has really put it in for me to 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 get me out there, and uh, it's just enormous um, sense of achievement, of wellness. Uh, great for even on the treadmill, just so good to to get your mind flowing and, and you start to calm down and you start to think actually I'm okay I'm good at, at, at running and uh, I feel comfortable with it um, but yeah so you, you, your body goes through different um, stages and, but as soon as you stop literally as soon as you stop your, your body then starts to re, readjust itself and without you realizing but it's you, also about learning as a human that that is okay like yes. it's okay it's okay to go through different stages in your life it's okay to to gain weight it's not shameful it doesn't like your self-worth as a human being there is no morality attached to food and that is such a big thing that um everybody does it i'm being good mm. um i can't have this this is bad oh but i've been i've fallen off the wagon i've done you know all this language attached around it yes. but actually it's it's food is doesn't have a moral value mm. it's 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 fuel, it's fuel but it's all fuel. it's it is fuel but it's also culture it's yeah, socializing it's, it's yeah. enjoyment it's pleasure for a lot of people it's nutrition it's nutrition it, and some and yes and like i've i've really tried yeah. to get my head around especially and I, I i always think about the fact that i've got a two-year-old little girl and i think about how i want her to feel about her body so i i try more around language about like nutrient dense and less nutrient dense because that's you know trying to unpack that language a little bit so that she's not feeling naughty because she's eating a piece of chocolate and it's and it's fine that's normal and it's absolutely okay but you have the more nutrient dense foods too like i just think there's there's room for all and the mm. more you start restricting the, the more of a thing it becomes in your mind and then you can all it's like someone put a button down here now and said don't press that button or don't think about that button all we would all start thinking about is that button so once you kind of you, it's almost like you take its power yes. and then it becomes so much easier to manage. I've been running weight loss groups for probably about eight years and the message is changing now. Um, for me, it's about not the number on the scales. It's about the positive behavior changes. Are we eating four or five a day uh, of fruit and veg? Because people are stressing about the cake mm, that they've eaten, yes. but not putting that same amount of energy into the positive behaviours that will feel good. And I'm like, let's let's focus on something we can feel good about at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, I've had my five a day. Go yeah, get What me. can you add? That's another thing yeah. that I've done a lot. What can you add rather than what can you take yes. away from your diet? I mean, any of my groups, I've, I always start by saying nothing is off limits. Yeah. never do I ever put anything off limits because mm. like you say, the minute you do that, that's all people want. So nothing's off limits, but moderation and balance, that whole package, being mm. realistic. Yes. We are all going to have what counts as a treat for us. There's times. We're all going to have a birthday. We're all going to celebrate Christmas or Easter, mm. um, wedding anniversaries, happy times, which are going to win generally often involve food yes what but we shouldn't feel guilty about that no just the same as if you have a really rubbish day and you exactly. go home and you're like i can't be able yes. to cook let's order a yes. pizza and that's you know that and that is and it is and that's normal, normal that is normal yes. human behavior and and it's just you know it becomes problematic when um when you have that and then you 
because you're having that and you think, right, this is it now. I'm never allowed this thing ever again. So you eat so much of it that, yeah. you know, you get to a point of um, as a physical unpleasantness, shall yeah. we say. And that's that's binging. And that's that's kind of a whole other a whole other aspect to it. But if you know that you can have that and you can have it again tomorrow if you want, you'll have as much of it as feels physically pleasant and then you'll stop. And, and that's the that's kind of the goal, I think. So and then it's those behaviours that link to that if overindulgence, the the sense of shame that then leads to that, right, well I'm gonna have more. And how we then can often punish ourselves yeah. either by then going and working out and running a few extra miles. Yep. Um, the next day or whatever, or, you know, purging in the worst case scenario, um, or cutting down really significantly the next day uh, to make it what we, yeah, yeah I'm not going to eat all day. Yeah, you know, how many people like yeah. going out for their Christmas <laughs> yeah. meals are going, well, I'm not eating all day yes. till I have just had that Christmas mm, meal. Mm. The thing is, then you go out that, to that meal, you're starving hungry, and you just, like, yeah, pudding starter yeah, and main course. Yeah. And, so um, it's talking about balance, really, isn't it? Totally. So always the balance, the whole package, mm. being honest, being realistic. Mm. Yes. Um, accept the good and the highs and if lows. If someone does have, um, you know, like, a, like issue, an issue with food where they do feel out of control around food, um, it then becomes an issue of they personally need to work on themselves as to why that is that they turn to food in in times of hardship and mm. stuff like that and, it, and so many people do do it but that's kind of like that you know there are probably many different reasons that people turn to food and that's yeah. like a personal thing to unpack for that's each individual yeah. we're hardwired when a baby cries what do we do we feed it so we're high, hardwired from the cradle <laughs> that food is yeah. a comfort as it happens yeah. sugar and fat combined give us that happy that's a chemical that we yeah. as humans have made and we give that to ourselves we feed that to ourselves mm. often and um, so yeah that that is there at the base level so how do we unpick that and and prevent that need and i i often also in try and educate people around mm. hunger and emotional eating because hunger is something sustained. If you're hungry, yeah. your tummy will rumble yes. and it won't go away. If it's an emotional eating and you give it, you pause, it may dissipate uh, and then yeah. you understand the difference between yes. what's going on for you in terms of food. But you do have to recognise the difference. It's also mm. really hard for chronic dieters and people with severe disordered eating because over time you do um you do disrupt the hormones that that give you those hunger cues and those and fullness cues as well so that is one of the reasons why when people then stop dieting for a period of time they tend to gain more weight because their, their body is is confused about knowing when it's full or are you going to listen to me when i tell you i'm hungry and and then you you know you're going to kind of and it, it will store it yeah. because it doesn't know the next time you're going yeah, to do exactly. it so it we go to caveman and, mode yeah, food's yes. there you eat yes. whenever you're Take hungry it on, and your body learns and, that it's, and it's not in some some kind of extreme yeah. you know survival minds, mode and, 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 and our mindsets are on the should we say the visuals the marketing you know the packet of crisps the whatever it is that you're picking up the jaffa cakes and suddenly you see it oh yeah i'll have that but actually your body doesn't actually read that your your body is just digesting whatever's going in your mouth and that's it and it's gonna and if your metabolism is high or low it's going to digest it in a way that it is, is either going to add or take away from your body so yeah 
So I guess thinking joyful January, yes. how do we change? <laughs> how do we change? So I certainly, in my groups, I am stepping away from the bottom line on the scales. I don't think it's realistic to step away completely because this is in inherent behavior that we're yeah. all striving. Even I, I, I say I accept my body, mm. but I know I don't want to get any bigger. So I'm trying mm. to just keep it on. So it is about behavior change for me in terms of the eating, making sure I'm mm. doing as many positive things as I possibly can, accepting mm -hmm. the other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and with exercise, doing what you enjoy. That's what mm -hmm. I always tell my clients. My exercise referral clients, when they come to me and they've not done exercise before, yep. and I'm like, what do you like doing? What do you think? Gym or classes? Now, as an instructor, well, I'm a personal trainer as well, but my heart is yeah, in yeah. the classroom, yeah. in a, that group setting with lots of people. Mm. And I do find a lot of women like that side of things. Mm. Um, but some for some people, the gym, when... Mm. They can go when they want, they do what they want, they can put the headphones in. Like you, Hannah, when you just go for a run. Yeah. Yeah. That's what works yeah. for you. Yeah. And it's about working out what do you enjoy. Because if you're not enjoying it, you won't do it. If you're not getting any pleasure, so what's mm. the point? Mm. This know? is it. And then your mindset, when, you, when you're working, you're working out and you've got your whole routine going, and then suddenly you stop. And because you're so focused on 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 the workings out and, and, and what you're eating and so on. And then suddenly you stop and it's like this huge guilt. And even I, mm. I, I can't tell yeah. you, I have my, my yeah. too far the other yeah. way, yeah. can't we it? Where you, that, yeah, you, mm. where you, um, it becomes sort of like an, an obsession and it, it shouldn't, it should be like, I mean, there are so many, mm. like, again, talking about getting rid of that, you know, scale. I mean, I, a lot of people say, you know, ditch the scales completely. I mean, I haven't. I do still weigh myself regularly, but I try to be really neutral about that that number. And just it's more of a for me, it's because I don't want and I don't want that to rule me either. That like I don't weigh myself. I don't want to have any extremes. That's the I hate the effect that that number has on yeah. me. And I see this every week yeah. in the, my classes when the people come in, and if it goes up, they just feel so disappointed yeah. with themselves. Yeah. And I try and explain, it could be hormones. It could be what you had last night. Yeah. If it was particularly salty or carby, you're holding on more water. Now I know that. That's a good one. I like that. But, <laughs> you know, Joe Bloggs, who's getting on the scales, doesn't yeah. know yeah. that and just sees a number and then leaves and going. And their whole day oh, after that. And that's the, Yeah, and that's the really sad thing, yeah. I think. And that, so that's why I want to get rid, get step away Away from it and understand how would you it. how would you bring that into your groups then so would you say to everybody right there's the weighing scale we're all here right there's the weighing scale now in their mindset they they think they've come to their first diet class yeah. and they're going to stand on that weighing scale but I, are you going to tell them you i have people they don't have to don't get on the scales yeah. they don't want to yeah. and i'm like yeah that's cool particularly if they've known they've you know things yeah. haven't gone their way that week then why Put yourselves up. They know that. They're feeling bad enough as it is without yeah. a number to confirm it. So, so it's no. Yeah. So I'm planning once a month. Mm. I don't think we yeah. need to do it weekly. Use that uh, a goal. A month, a goal? Women's yeah. bodies particularly yes. change in a month. Yes. And that relates directly to the hormone fluctuations. Mm. So again, why go put ourselves through it mm. on a weekly basis? So we're going to look at it month and it's going to be it's about those behavior changes. 
Can mm. yeah, can have you done a class? Have you done two classes maybe? Um, you know, are we eating um are we closing the kitchen at eight o'clock? Are we managing to do that? <laughs> just just little silly little things I that like we that, can we can actually yeah. achieve, hopefully, yeah, yeah, feel good about our achievements. But there's so many of these kind of exercise, um, not exercise, sorry, uh, weight loss um, mm. classes, um, you know, takes sort of slim and wild and weight watches, those kinds of things where you literally go and if you've lost weight, you get a clap or a sticker or a, and it's, and like, and I've done these, I've done yeah, these because, too. and you know, on the weeks when you gain weight, you like and it's and in front of a class well what happened what happened this week and it's like well well because your diet because your diet plan is I mean you say easy and whatever but it's obviously not otherwise everybody would only ever have to do it once and then they'd be fine and it would be be fixed I mean for example Slimming World at the moment have got an ad campaign out that says all past users can come for free which should just be an indictment that it doesn't work because otherwise their past users wouldn't need to come back because they'd have already cracked it you know so it's um yeah and then you you, but then it's all based on this like feeling of like that hyper when you've lost weight that feeling like yeah this is this is the I feel so proud of myself and then if you if you haven't lost weight or you've gained weight it's that shame and that guilt that comes with that but if you can sort of learn to like connect with your body differently especially in terms of like finding joyful movement for example and the benefits of exercise like the high you get from doing like a class or um like a really good run and like and for me my running at the moment is atrocious because I've got a two-year-old not that it's an excuse but I've got a two-year-old and I rarely I don't get the time at the moment that I would like to have to properly get back into it but that feeling of like the endorphin surges and the and how you feel for the rest of the day I mean that that's better than any any kind of number on the scales for me and that's and that's something that is absolutely achievable every single day if you want it to be without your weight dictating your mood or however big or small or whatever you are you can do those small things every day that give you that same sense of like purpose and feeling good about yourself that have nothing to do with what yes. you look like and what yes. you weigh and I think that's kind of the yes. key thing yeah because we, we we've talked about food and its issues but exercise can be an issue as well and we can overdo it mm-hmm. um and I know I've seen that um yes. and and that, to be honest it was actually sort of a little bit of our ethos sort of eight years ago, you know, how many classes can you do back to back? You know, four or five. And and I I was part of that culture. Yes. If I managed to seven classes in a day, you'll get me. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. that was my way of managing my weight back then because I wasn't prepared to give up the chocolate. <laughs> you know, so yeah. and I hear that. I yeah. hear that from people still now. Um it was interesting because the when I first when I was a member here, this is going back oh god, ten ten years ago, when I first started as a member, and I just remember somebody saying here at reception, you know, if it's your day off, you could work the classes. So you could spend all day here just going from one class to the other. And I tried that. And that's how I then became a spinning addict. I was going to the morning classes and the evening classes because it was just outside either side of my work frame. And it was great. And I absolutely loved it. But yeah. You know, and hey. we do, and we get certain. And I, I think there's 
particularly around 40 yes. or something, I think mm. when your kids are a little bit older and you get yes. gain that freedom, <laughs> it'll happen, Hannah, it'll happen. <laughs> um, then you, and it becomes a little bit more about you. And, and I, I, I've got friends in that age bracket now mm. and they're all comparing their notes on how much stuff they've <laughs> done on, the, on their devices. And, and I, I look at them and thinking, was I like that? And I, unfortunately, I probably was. But I now look at them and go, oh, that's a little bit sad to be dictated and driven mm. so much by exercise because you're striving mm. for that ultimate image. Exercise per se, yeah. I love. And I, you know, that's why I'm in the industry, because it can make you happy. Yep. You know, unless you're band class and you're being silly, you feel strong in a pump class when you're yeah. lifting yeah. serious weights. Spin class, you're going crazy <laughs> climbing those hills. You know, it, it, it can bring that pleasure, but I think it should be the, for the pleasure of doing that activity, mm. not because you had a pizza last night, you need to burn off a thousand calories. It takes, the, it takes the joy out of it, doesn't it? And yes. that's, that's what we're trying to refine is the, is the joy. So yeah. it really comes to goals and planning because I think once you've got a smart goal in place, then you're more likely to achieve it. So even if you have your adverse days or your relapse days where you think, oh, I'm going to have that pizza today, and then suddenly you feel bad for two or three days, but actually you can allow for that. So give yourself a good two or three month plan, if not longer. I honestly... I kind of disagree in a way because I mm. I kind of feel like um, have the pizza move on mm. like right. it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't have to be planned for it doesn't have to be there doesn't have to be like well I can't have that because I haven't planned for it it's not part mm. of the it it should literally be this is what I'm having I'm not restricting myself in any way this is what I'm having it's mm. been had let's move on mm. and tomorrow I'm going to exercise because it's going to make my brain feel good for the day and it's mm. going to give me the energy I need to chase my two year old around like that's the you know I, for me I mean I don't you know it's it's I, I it's different when Ed was doing that as a person trainer that is what you get taught and there's a weight loss coach set smart goals set smart goals my reality is more with you yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. i start a class off they'll put the music on and everyone's tapping their fitbits <laughs> and their phones and and again i can't say i haven't been there sort of a decade yes. ago but I don't monitor anything because it's because they lie yeah. as well. They tell you burnt 500 calories and you really haven't. Um, yeah. But it just makes me smile because every time you do a combat class, you probably burn the same amount of calories pretty much. Not enough to make a big difference. But also it does, but, and it has mm. impacted me, the kind of tracking because um, I would... I mean, the reason ultimately that I started running in the first place is because I knew that it was a surefire way to get to burn calories yeah. and I, I knew that and when I was kind of in this this more kind of diet culture state of mind I guess mm -hmm. that was what I would do and I wouldn't do anything mm -hmm. that wasn't a high calorie burn exercise yeah. which is probably why I do steer towards the more high high impact stuff nowadays even because like a Pilates class I'd be like well no what's the point I'm not going to burn yeah. the calories totally. I'm not going to burn the calories that my fitness yeah. power is later going to yeah. then tell me I've got to eat I remember lying in a body balance class yeah. going well, well this, this is really well, this is a waste of my time but now I do a bit of Pilates <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, I, and I feel and I because I use the Apple the Apple fitness plus stuff sometimes oh. I should say that should I? I mean, I used to before and demand. If I do, if I do, <laughs> if I do it, if I do a bit at home, yeah. and it, and it feels I do it because it it feels really nice. It's nice to stretch your body. It's nice to feel your core working, and and that and it's just like and I feel a lot more connected 
to, to my body in that way now. And I think that's that's quite... Mind running as well, it, it helps. Pilates um, is great. I, I do it le at least once a week. And, 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 and it does, it stretches your body out in different ways. And you're right, it doesn't burn the calories. And burn. But, but do yeah. you know, when you stretch a muscle, it releases the same happy hormones that running does. Yeah. And any sort of high intensity thing. Right. That action of stretching the muscle releases the same hormones. So you need to come to yoga, Ed. And, uh, <laughs> you'll be walking out there with a big smile on your face. Right. But yeah, if I had any flexibility, I'm, I'm, I'm like That's a broomstick. Where we need flexibility. Oh and remember, but that is another element of fitness. Yeah. We're focusing on the cardiovascular fitness. Yes. That's what's important to burn calories. But it isn't the only form of fitness. Mm. Strength is a form of fitness. Mm. Being able to lift our weights, particularly as we get older, you know, menopausal women, or women, mm -hmm. you know, any woman from the age, any person from the age of 40, we start to lose our muscle mass. Yes. But women in particular, mm -hmm. with what's changing with our hormones and our bones, we really need strength in our life. Mm. You know, things like body pump and going to the gym, lifting weights, great. But yoga was included in that because you're lifting your own body weight. Mm -hmm. um, flexibility is also another element of fitness. Why can we not get pride from that? I know, I hear you. You can't. Yeah, you've got no flexibility. But that is an amazing goal to build on mm. that. And you might not want it now, Hannah. No. Give it another oh, no, time. I know I do. I do want it. I do want it. It's just, yeah, just yeah. I've never I've never and again, have never focused on that side because of fitness for me because that wasn't about. that wasn't gonna buy me the calories to eat yeah. the Mars bar after yeah. So that yeah. so I and that's what it, I kind of it was it was always an exchange. It was a way up of if I do this now, I can have this yeah. later and, and you were still not be alone. within yeah. I can yeah. tell the members out there yeah. again, well, you know, I'm not gonna do yoga because yeah, yeah. You know, this is spin class and I'll burn five inches calories if I'm lucky you know um but again reframing this if it brings you pleasure joyful January then we maybe we should be looking at some of these different things people say and it kind of it annoys me as well this is a very fitness thing there's 24 hours in every day 24 and everybody has the same 24 hours and that's such it's yeah, not no. it's not the case because no. I would love to get up at six I used to be a six o'clock gym person six o'clock yeah. running six yeah. o'clock out but but I just can't do that anymore I just it's just not it just doesn't work for me in my lifestyle family. so yeah and it and it does change things so I think like a really key thing and I'm definitely not the only person in that in that <laughs> boat and I think the key thing with that is is again trying to find a pocket in the day and also like for me i i when on the times when i have been able to exercise recently like the thing it does for my brain afterwards and the how i feel afterwards i i always say to my husband like remind me how i feel now when tomorrow i feel like oh i don't know if i'm gonna be because it's it's sometimes it's just that getting out isn't it it's it's that forcing you forcing yourself even if you don't really feel like it i guess but just remembering that kind of feeling that comes oh, and also what to just, I think people think they need to go for an hour or two. And if they can't do that, it's not worth doing. Now, as a MenoFit instructor, particularly for women who are going mm. through the menopause, it's not necessarily about doing an hour. 15 minutes yeah, yeah. is enough to help alleviate any of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even just a 15 minute walk, it is activity, like we've talked about. Mm. It doesn't, you know, have to be a whole hardcore hour, two mm. hours. That I mm. think, again, we sort of get sucked into thinking yes. that, that if you don't do any less, well, you know, you're but not maybe. worthy.
So I would say that to kind of start wrapping this up a little bit, what would your kind of key advice going into January, like one top tip that you would want people to, to bear in mind as, the, as they go in yes. to this? It's be happy. Enjoy it. Don't waste your energy doing things you're not particularly enjoying. Be that dieting, be that mm. a hardcore hit class. If it's not bringing you pleasure, think about an alternative because we've got so many different exercise mm. classes here. Mm. There's so much you can try, so many different instructors mm. who all bring a different flavor to it. So, you yeah, know, maybe mix things up, but enjoy it. That yeah. is my key message. That that's my, would be my key message as well, is enjoy, and, and not just enjoy, but explore, which yeah. really touches on what you're saying. We have so much to offer, so many different classes, so just explore. And it could be this week I'm going to try something different, you know, and then next week I'm going to try something different. But gradually, over two or three weeks, you'll get into something that you think, actually... I like um, I like body balance, but I don't like spinning. And I like doing um, treadmill, but I don't like the uh, the resistance machines or something. You know, so you you find something you're into, and then gradually follow yourself that way. So rather than going in with a preconception of what you think you should be doing and what you could be doing and what you're not doing, so less of the anxiety and more of the joyfulness. Yeah, my top tip is kind of slightly different because I, I'm not a fitness professional in any way, shape or form. But my thing would be to people, my advice to people who kind of are in this diet culture, disordered eating space, like there's that old adage of, you know, you are what you eat. I would tweak that slightly and say you are what you consume and there is so much content out there on social media and everywhere and you can get you can get stuck looking at the same thing all the time the same types of bodies all the time and and that can really lead you to a place of feeling really unworthy about yourself and what I would say is like broaden your horizons look at broaden what you're looking at do some research on this kind of anti-diet culture because there are so many amazing people out there and there's some brilliant books and i can put um, some links to some resources um on our website actually and Joe, mm -hmm. you've got some as well mm -hmm. they'll probably be really useful if people do want to go away and do a bit more sort of soul searching about all of this um but yeah just like broaden what you look at try and like go into the new year with a kind of renewed perspective on how things should be, how you should look and what is accepted. So I think if more people started doing that, then society would actually be a lot happier for it in the long run. Yes. Look in the mirror and be happy with what you say. Look for the positives. Yeah. And particularly as women, I think we we look in the mirror and go, well, my bum looks big in that or look at that little tummy going on, you know. Yeah. And why not instead go, you know what, my hair's looking really good today, you know, yeah. and look for the positives because we've all got them um, and embrace them and be happy. And know that your worth isn't 100% about yeah, what totally. you look like and look, you are a whole person that's not just a body. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, you know, look at what you achieve on yeah. a daily basis, what you manage and to fit Maybe in. Joyful January could be, let's just take the watch off. Let's <laughs> take the phone <laughs> out of the pocket. Let's just put that to hard. one side that and that way, <laughs> and then just enjoy the exercise and get the feel for it before we start monitoring yeah, what we're doing. That's a good point. Brilliant. That's a good point. Well, thank you guys. I think this has been a really good talk and I hope that this is something that we could potentially pick up again throughout yeah. the year. And we've got, I know that um, Joe and I especially have had lots of talks
talked about these kinds of things and these mm. kinds of topics. So hopefully we will see you again see you with again. some yeah. with some new topics. And if there's anything that anybody is listening and would like us to kind of cover or any more information on, then get in touch with us and um, yeah, subscribe to our um, to our channel. Thank you.